Today's episode is brought to you by the U.S. Bank Altitude Go Visa Signature Card. To learn more, visit usbank.com slash altitude go. Today's episode is brought to you by Wise, the account that helps you manage your money around the world, which is huge for travelers. I've been a customer and a fan for 10 years. The Wise account helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast, and they do it all without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. This service has been so critical for me in my life as a traveler, as a nomad, as somebody living abroad, and you can join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account can help you out on the road at wise.com slash travel. That's wise, W-I-S-E dot com slash travel, or download the app. This episode of Zero to Travel is brought to you by the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder with seven drive modes. The Pathfinder's available intelligent 4x4 is built for even the most epic journeys. Learn more at NissanUSA.com. I've spent over a year out of my home country. I haven't been back at all. And up next, you're going to hear why my recent visit made me a little angsty. Plus, how to harness the power of culture shock and reverse culture shock for that matter, and how you can use elements of that to your advantage, and so much more today, right now, in an episode I recorded just for you with a very special guest on my way to the airport last week. Thank you so much for being here and joining the conversation, and welcome to the Zero to Travel podcast, my friend. You're listening to the Zero to Travel podcast, where we explore exciting travel-based work, lifestyle, and business opportunities, helping you to achieve your wildest travel dreams. And now your host, world wanderer and travel junkie, Jason Moore. Hey there, it's Jason with ZeroToTravel.com. Welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you so much for hanging out, spending time here with me today, letting me bring a little travel into your ears This is the show to help you travel the world on your terms, to fill your life with as much travel as you desire, no matter what your situation or experience. As I mentioned at the top of the show, I did just get back some days ago from a trip to America, and you know I was so annoyed when I was first there because of something stupid, like something that you should never get annoyed over because you cannot change it, and it was the weather. I mean, do you ever get annoyed about the weather and then realize almost in the same moment or even later, like, what what's the use of complaining about the weather? Anyway, I did it because it's been a long, cold, dark Norwegian winter. If you're listening to this show for the first time, I'm based in Oslo, Norway uh, as an expat. And this is my first full Norwegian winter. I think I've been here several times for many years through the winter, but somehow I think I always found a way to escape. Like last year I went to Austin, Texas in February and it was pretty warm there. I was wearing a t-shirt, enjoying some sun, but this is the first year that I've spent the entire winter here and and it is dark here and it is long. And (laughs) my first day in Philadelphia, I arrived, I don't know, around 2.30, 3 o'clock, had an awesome meal, one of my favorite calzones from a pizza place in my hometown, and was visiting family there. And the next day, it snowed about a foot. It was one of those nor'easters. I was like, man, how can this winter keep following me around? But anyway, I finally got a taste of spring at the end of that trip. Come back to Norway. It is a little cold, but it was sunny, a nice, beautiful weekend, a little chilly, but still the sun was hitting my face. And I realized, you know what? Things are looking up and it was worth the wait. 
it was worth the wait to get through the winter. It makes it sweeter in some way, right? Like suffering through this long, cold winter. Suffering is, is kind of a dramatic word, but you get the idea. And then when you see the sun, I can understand why Norwegians are outside and they so appreciate the spring and the summer because it is a long winter. And, you know, anytime you've worked hard or waited long for something, it's always worth the wait. So anyway, for you, whatever that is, maybe it's traveling. If you're like working towards a trip, trying to figure it all out, make it happen. Think about how sweet it will be when when you're on that trip. And that can be the thing that, that keeps you going because, you know, you get that sweet feeling because you had to go through the struggle and you learned so much from that. So, you know, the weather to me was a good reminder of that. And also, like, dude, I got to stop complaining about the weather. Come on, really ridiculous. Anyway, uh, welcome to the show. As I mentioned at the top, this episode was recorded on the way to the airport, which was a lot of fun. And I recorded it with my buddy, Travis, who's the co-founder of another community we run called Location Indie and a podcast we co-host. So if you're looking for more podcasts, you can feel free to check out that one. It's all about the whole location independent scene. If you're somebody that wants to create a business that you can run from anywhere, which is a different style of travel. And there's a lot to that. That's why we have a whole separate podcast about it, plus a community to help support people that are doing that. And uh, anyway, I just wanted you to know because you'll hear the Location Indie podcast intro at the beginning of, uh, of this show, which is short. And then um, this show is also being published over there and on Travis's podcast as well. So we just we really enjoyed this conversation. So we just wanted to share it everywhere with you. It was a lot of fun to record. I hope you enjoy it as well. And you know, when you're traveling, you are purposely setting yourself in another culture. And that has effects because you're used to one thing and then you're totally in, in a different realm. And then when you come back, you can experience that in reverse in your home country. And we talk about the good and the bad and the ugly around culture shock and reverse culture shock, as well as, as I mentioned at the top, how you can... You know, just some ideas on how you can basically take this unique circumstance, this unique situation of, of culture shock, which is something you can really only get from traveling, right? I mean, truly. And somehow harness the power of that. You know, just, just some ideas on how you can think about it in different ways and that maybe it can be an advantage. And and some of the struggles around it too. So we just really enjoyed the conversation. We're excited to share it with you. Also, I've got a quote and a shout out for you, which I'm going to save until the end. So stick around for after the interview for that. And that ties in with, you know, using culture shock to your advantage. Uh, and it's a quote from Tim Ferriss, who some of you might know. So stick around to the end for that. One last thing before we get into today's show. When you're on the move and you're traveling, things are always changing. But the one constant for me is my backpack. And if you are traveling, you know how important it is to have you know, a backpack or some kind of situation, whether it's a suitcase or whatever you use, that, that makes you happy and that keeps you organized, is comfortable and durable and rock solid because that's essentially your home. Your home away from home is your backpack. And if you want to get the best one out there, go to zerototravel.com slash Tortuga and you can check out the Tortuga backpacks. I want to thank them for supporting today's show. I've been using their Outbreaker backpack and their day pack for what seems like forever now. It's been many years. It's just such a great pack. I mean, I took it back to America with me. I could rattle off a million things that I love about it. I'll share three quick ones. First, it's maximized for carry-on space. So you don't have to check a bag. You can just carry it right on. I love to travel light, but not so light that you can't have everything you want with you. 
and Tortuga's done a great job of just really, again, maximizing the space so you can bring everything you want. I love the construction of the pack. It's comfortable and that they use sailcloth, which is insane. It's like this waterproof cloth that they use to create sails for sailboats, but they've taken this, this awesome fabric and put it into a backpack. Zippers are rock solid. They never break. Uh, and you have every single pocket you would need. You got the water bottle holders on the side. You got uh, pockets on the inside to stay organized, but it's not over the top and even a padded place for your laptop, which most people travel with something nowadays, whether it's a laptop or uh, some kind of uh, like an iPad or whatever. So if you go to this link, zerototravel.com slash Tortuga, you can get 10% off any of their packs by just entering the promo code TRAVEL when you check out just the word TRAVEL. And I actually have a couple of reviews video reviews so you can check out the packs and I'm working on one for the Outbreaker right now, which is long overdue. But anyway, if you don't want to waste your time shopping for the best backpack out there for carry-on and for long trips or shorter ones, just go to Tortuga right now. ZeroToTravel.com slash Tortuga. 10% off for all listeners of this podcast with the promo code TRAVEL. It's that easy. Check them out. All right, let's get into this episode now. Thanks for being here. I'll see you on the other side, my friend. Start the timer. Welcome to the Location Indie Podcast, a behind-the-scenes, unfiltered, no-holds-barred look at the realities of the location-independent lifestyle from two guys who are living that lifestyle. I'm Trav, and I just ate about a half scoop too much of ice cream. I'm Jason, and we're driving to the airport. I thought this is what you were going to say. I'm Trav, and I'm driving Jason to the airport. I, I, I'm um, Trav, and I am Jason's chauffeur for the day, <laughs> and every day. We're the co-founders of the Community Location Indie, all about the freedom, the travel, the lifestyle, which is opening up again soon, by the way. You can learn more at locationindie.com. Uh, we are on our way <laughs> to the airport, so we're like, all right, we should probably record a a podcast because we're traveling. Trav is driving me to the airport. Right. You can hear the background noise of the car, which will either hopefully won't drive you insane or you'll be like, okay, yeah, well, I get it. No, you it's guys are traveling. This is, this is this is a special episode. It's an on a the very road. special episode because we're in person. We're in person. For once. It's an on the road Together. episode. We're recording here while driving. Always my favorite to do to record while driving. Don't worry. We're not holding mics. We've just got a little recorder here in between us, but Jay, you were hanging out with me for the last three days in Philly. We kept talking. We got to do these in-person episodes, in-person, 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 because it's so much more fun than us sitting there on Skype, and yet we were running around having too much fun that now, the last possible second that we can record an episode, we are doing just that. So a special on-the-road edition. Yeah, it is the last possible second. We waited too long, I guess, in a way, but um, we were very busy what I call making the rounds, you know, when you're out of the country for a while and you get back to your home country and then you want to just binge on every whatever bad for you food or, you know, whatever American or slash insert name of home country thing that you miss from, uh, for me, it was like, we just ate a Philly cheesesteak at lunch. I had Clausen's pickles. I ate a bag of goldfish crackers earlier. I had a Wawa hoagie. Uh, we had a fancy 
like non-fancy farm-to-table dinner down in Philadelphia last night. I, uh, I mean, I got soft pretzels. Um, we literally just stopped ice cream. at I your hometown at your hometown ice cream place on the way to the airport. We stopped there and we got ice cream. You were smart. You got one and a half scoop Sunday. I got a two scoop Sunday. That's why I said I was a half scoop too much. I'm feeling that little half scoop. Well, now. listen, I've been in America for nine days. And I had two pairs of jeans with me, two pairs of pants on this trip, and both of them feel tight, and my belt has also gone up a notch. So that's how you know, A, you're back in America, and B... You've had a good trip. You've had a good trip. And I do I do want to talk about that in today's episode. I want to kind of We're touch We're talking on, about something in today's episode? I want to touch on two different things. One being the, the things that you miss, like what... One being when you're an expat, because you're, you're living as an expat right now in Norway, uh-huh. and I lived in as an expat for two years in Japan. Um, so I want to touch on, like, what are the things that you just miss about your home country? Or when you're an expat, what are the things that, like, that just aren't the same? Even if you love the country that you're living in as an expat, what are the things that just aren't the same when, you, when you're living somewhere else? When you are an expat versus being in your home country? And two, I want to talk about this idea that you kind of threw out in our Mighty Network, uh, our location in a Mighty Network, which if you're part of the community, it's our, it's our social network app, which is pretty sweet. And you kind of threw it out to the community and said, has anyone ever had reverse culture shock? Which I thought was a great question because it is something that I've experienced before as well. This idea of having culture shock when you come back to your home country after being away, which is why it's the reverse, you know, obviously yeah. regular culture shock. When you are going to a country and living there for the first time and everything's different. So, Jay, my kind of my big question to you, because we haven't really sat down and talked about it much while we've been hanging out, was what are the things for you in Norway that just aren't the same as America, that you that you find yourself missing out on being an expat, whether it be Norway specific or just being an expat in general? Well, can I first rant on a couple things? Because well, as, as we're ranting sure. on the way to the airport, Google Maps uh, sent us down a road to just U-turn and get back on the same road that we were on. So you might hear the GPS going in the background. Not because we don't know where we're going, but I guess kind of. For some reason, well, Newark it, Airport is hard to get. And anyway... It took us off 95 this thing, for let me, some let me reason. Run. I'm still ranting here. All right, this all right. thing, this is like... I get. See, I'm getting back to Philly and I'm getting a little angry. Yeah, you're, you're having that East Coast angst. Getting my Philly angst coming up. You're going to hear this thing in the background because for some reason when you're driving straight on the road, the GPS still wants to sell you to, st- to stay on the same road every two miles. It's like, keep going straight on the road you're already on where there's no option to turn anyway. Anyway, sorry, I'm just hating I, on Google I Maps hate right putting the GPS uh, on yeah. when I'm listening to music. And then I hate when it's not actually giving me a direction, right? Like, stay straight for another seven miles. Like, I know. Right. Just tell me when Every to two, turn. Like, two miles. Like, I don't need to know anyway, to stay straight. This is one of the things I miss. Uh, and I'm, I am, there is a point to this rant. There is a segue. A, I guess a certain attitude that, like, maybe people that you grew up with or an area you're from, you, you know, it's, like, normal for them. But, like, if I was ranting like this, maybe, to, like, a random Norwegian, they would probably think I was crazy unless they knew me well. They, they then they would know you. They crazy. wouldn't understand, like, oh, this is just normal Philadelphia behavior, which is, um, like, funny enough. After nine days here, just coming back somehow, you know, like, I mean, you, you, guys probably, missed you it. can probably even hear the accent a little bit you guys, starting to creep its way back. You guys in. missed it. If we had turned this recorder on literally five minutes before we did, Jay was on an epic, epic <laughs> rant 
about I think it's the sugar from that Google Maps, about U.S. airports. Literally said, like, U.S. <sighs> airports are the worst, from the decor to the lines <laughs> to the people working there. get the security right. Anyway, I have, like, whatever, 30 more minutes to, to get angsty with this guy over here that's driving me, so uh, I'll take everything I can. No, the things you miss, I mean... When you're living abroad, I mean, this is the reality of the location-dependent lifestyle we talk about, right? If travel's a big part of your life and you want to live abroad, you know, we're sharing the reality of it's not all rose-tinted glasses or whatever. And there are certainly challenges with that. And if you've lived abroad, you know that there are. And that, that's not a bad thing. Like, just because you're living abroad doesn't mean it has to be perfect all the time, you know? Like, that might be the dream for some people. And then you get there and you're like, oh, well, there are challenges with this. Like, expect challenges, right? But if you're for listening sure. to this podcast, you probably love to travel. Maybe you've lived abroad. Maybe it's something you want to do. Either way, there are challenges like there are in anything in life. And I think, um, you know, outside of family and friends, Trav, which is like the obvious thing, I'm just going to discount sure. that category to say, of course, you miss Yeah, you miss, you miss your relationships at home. But sure. you can't discount that because like not seeing family and friends changes your everyday life, of course. Not like, not that I don't have friends in Norway, but like you have like friends you grew up with or friends you went to school with or friends you've traveled with and then you know you come to a new place and it takes time to develop those deeper relationships and we were talking about this the other night how we were saying it's funny because I've lived in Norway for a while now over two years but it, it can be hard to develop those deeper relationships yet we were saying how when you're traveling sometimes you can get those deep relationships really fast yeah. Just, I don't know why, because you're on the move and you have this thing in common. It doesn't make any sense because you should be well, able I to think do it, the same thing. Uh, I think it makes sense. But. It makes a lot of sense because we have even talked about inside of LI, we have kind of a little hashtag that we float around a bunch called Instabond, like hashtag Instabond. And this basically happened when we did a New York City LI meetup. And within like three minutes of everyone getting there, we were, like, chatting, laughing, sharing stories. Like, it, it was like you were just with your people. Yeah. And I do think there is that insta-bond experience that happens when you're with like-minded people or doing something that's like-minded because you already have that building connection. Oh, that's true, yeah. And so, like, when you're traveling, the building connection is you're experiencing this place wherever you are with this other person. And you instantly have these experiences that you're going to remember for a lifetime and these funny stories and amazing things that you're seeing. And same as when you're at a meetup or when you're with in a group, when you're in a community like LI and everyone's shooting for the same thing. It's like, all right, well, you're you're bonded now so much quicker because you have a commonality that is so strong. And so I think that when you're living abroad or even when you're at home, like for me, I have my friends and family in Philly, but I haven't made new friends in Philly since I've been living there the last two years that are that tight. You've made new family because you got a little one. I, I have made new friends. <laughs> I almost said I haven't made new friends. But yeah, I've made, I haven't really made new friends because I'm in my comfort zone. And so I'm like, oh, well, this is, I'm at this house. Like We have neighbors who live right next to us. We have a kid a little older than Wit. They're great people. They like beer. We see them all the time. We say hi to them. We've still never had them over for dinner. Yeah. And I'm like, what? how crazy is that, that I have lived next to them for two years. I consider them like, I like them. I'll text them like, hey, can I take your trash out? Can you take my trash out? Whatever, if they're away. But we still haven't really formed a relationship. Yeah. And yet, if we were in the same guest house 
in Cambodia, in one day we probably would have shared a meal together. Right. It's like, oh, did you go to Angola? No, yeah, right. And That's so a good way to put it's it. It's yeah. weird that, that you just get in your Maybe own... it's like keeping a distance, like, hey, they're our neighbors, so we can't get too close in case something yeah. getting weird or something. Right, I don't know. I think you just get in your own vibe and your own flow. Yeah. Life just gets by and yeah. And and it just becomes routine. So I get what you're saying with, with not having the super deep relationships, even though you've been in Norway. What are some other things, though, like as an expat that just feel different? Like when you come home, you realize, man, you know, I just miss that. Like one you said is like being able to kind of rant and rave and it's like socially acceptable. It's not like I think about, oh, missing ranting and raving every day, right. but it's just something like... You know, maybe it's a subconscious thing too, but when you get around the area you grew up or like you might slip into certain behaviors or mentalities or something and like realize, oh, well, that's like maybe not something I'd like as a part of my everyday life, but it's kind of fun because I'm here. Not because it's bad to rant and rave, for example, but, you know, it's just like, hey, it's what we do in Philly. You know, what would they say during the Super Bowl run? Like, they don't like us. Nobody we don't likes care. us. Nobody we likes don't us. We don't care. That's kind of the Philly attitude, right? And, uh, you know, just to be back here and, like, kind of have fun with that, I guess, is is kind of fun. And Because um, the expat life is not easy. I, well, I mean, you're, you're in a culture that is not the one that you're familiar with. And, you know, going – this kind of leads into the – obviously, like, I will say, of course, the food stuff. Like, there's certain food things and – that so was I mean, always like, the biggest one for us in Japan. Yeah, what, and it's, not just, it's like, not just the food, though. It's kind of like, hey, let's go hop in the car and drive and go check out this cheesesteak place and get a cheesesteak. Like, it's like the whole experience. It's not just the food, the physical food that's going to my mouth, but it's the experience of going to that place, of being in that place. Sometimes the ease hopping of... with your car and being with your buddy or, like, having a beer with your buddy just because, hey, you can do it in your home and... You know, you know, so like certain things like that are, you know, I don't, it's just a different experience. It's a different culture. It's a different place. And it's, I don't have like decades worth of memories or experiences that now if I do them again and I come back, it reminds me of certain things because I've only been there for two years. You know what I mean? If I'm in Norway for 10 years and there are certain traditions we do over and over, which is already starting. And then you can kind of like be like, oh, I'm excited for this. And like you have memories on that thing and you sort of create new traditions within, you know, your own experience, I yeah. suppose. One of the things, um, I, I, I don't know if this was the same for you when I was in Japan. It was a little different because obviously I don't look Japanese. Whereas you in Norway, I, you know, feasibly, uh, you're a little, you got a little gypsy glow to you, as you say, you're a little darker, so maybe you wouldn't pass as Norwegian, right? But well, I mean, Norway's made up, is a very diverse country, uh, right, so it's... Right, so, but like, I, one of the things that was toughest for me being an expat was just people knowing that I was an expat. Not that they, like, I, I was in Japan, people treat you amazingly nice everywhere yeah, you like go. Like, they might, but, they might, I might be an, I could be a native Norwegian, whereas, like, they see you and they know you're not a native right. and, from Japan. And that's going to happen, obviously, depending on your nationality and depending where you are for certain places where they just know, all right, this person is not native to here. Yeah. And so, for me, that was always a little tough as an expat. I can't really pinpoint why. I can't say... Oh, because I was treated this way, I was ripped off. You know, no, it's not it like wasn't that. It's just that. like you're it just I was not You're an outsider. I'm an outsider. I was yeah. an outsider. Everything I did was scrutinized, not again in a critical with a critical eye, but if you did something, it was noticed a lot more because you were noticed a lot more because you weren't from there. Right. And so 
that was always a pretty difficult thing for me being an expat. It was nice to come home and just fit in. Like, just be home yeah. and no one takes notice of you. You can walk around. No one, yeah. like, you're not getting looked at. There is no one knows anything that. about yeah. what you're doing. You're yeah. just there. Yeah, that was nice. Uh, there, that's funny. I'm seeing a bar that I've gone to before in Ocean City. The Beach. Green Turtle. Yeah. I didn't, now that's, they just opened one on Route 1 in wherever the heck we are. Anyway, it's a total side. You guys are listening in on a ride to the airport. The Green so Turtle. We're going to be observing these things. I used to have a t-shirt of the Green Turtle yeah, so in did I. high I school. A, I had a Green Turtle t-shirt too. Anyway, shout out to the Green, shout out to the green Turtle, turtle I Sports guess. Bar and Grill. Um, that's I've, 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 I've never actually been to like, one. I've just had that t-shirt. Yeah, all me too. Me too. But I've never eaten or drank at a Green Turtle. kind of pretty funny. Anyway. Green Turtle, North Brunswick, wherever yeah, we are, I mean, North Brunswick here. There is that that aspect of it too. Like, even though I speak Norwegian now to an extent and I'm there, you know, there's always like little questions that can come up there where, uh, you know, it's like, all right, how am I going to figure out, should I speak Norwegian here? Can I handle it? You know, like just little things that are part of my daily life. Whereas here, like you said, you just kind of go about your day and you don't think much of it because it's, you just know it, you know? Whereas when you're in a foreign country all the time, you don't always know what's going on and everything's sort of, you do have that sort of, hey, I'm, I'm outside of this culture, which kind of leads, you integrate into it. Yeah. And that becomes cool because then you have these authentic, that would start off as like travel experiences and authentic travel experiences, which I've had when I felt like when I was first in Norway, oh, like I'm doing this thing with my wife's family. Like this is like almost like a travel experience, right. like even though it's my life now, but then you do those things. But it was the first time. Right. So that's why I felt like a travel experience because you hadn't experienced it before. Yeah. And I'm in another country and I'm learning about the traditions. But then like when you live the traditions, they become just the traditions of your life. And then it crosses over from like, oh, this is my life here. And that's interesting too, because now you're integrating into the culture as opposed to experiencing the culture from an outside perspective in a way. But this and to be in- fair, I real quick, I've always been jealous of that with you. Not that I am looking for another wife. No, no. Don't get me wrong. But I always actually thought, like, that's so cool that Jay is married to someone from a different culture because he's going to get to see that culture in a deeper way because even though he can never be a native Norwegian, he's going to be getting as close as possible. You have a wife who has family who lives in Norway. You live in Norway. You have a daughter who's half Norwegian. Like, you're as integrated into that culture as possible. And that's a pretty cool thing that a lot of people don't get to experience. A second, yeah. a second culture that's, that gives you, that you're that immersed in. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about like some of the things you miss, but that's definitely a positive. Like you almost get to, you know, you say like, oh, a citizen second of the world or whatever. Or whatever. But you, chance, get, you get to but... have like another adopted country. Yes. Which is cool, very it, cool. To enjoy. And it is very cool. So um, like, this isn't like a negative episodes that, that we could do a whole episode on that and like why that's so awesome and it is an awesome thing um but you know that that also leads to the some of the reverse culture shock stuff which again like same thing when i put this out on the mighty network it, it it's like and i talked about this in my podcast you travel it's like there is this negative connotation around reverse culture shock if it's if it's a bad thing hmm. it's i don't think it's a bad thing it's just a thing, an experience a feeling yeah it's not like oh, you're having reverse culture shock. This is terrible. Like, no, you're just, it just feels different. And what I mean by that is for me, anyway, living abroad for a while, being more integrated into the Norwegian culture, then coming back here 
and feeling like, all right, let me get used to being here. And like, sort of, even though I know this culture, I'm, I need to sort of reintegrate myself, but like more being on the outside of it and realizing like on a visceral level, holy crap, I am just a part of the U S culture because it's just like happenstance. And I was born there and that's just what it is. That's not who I am. I'm just a person. And then all these like cultural identities and cultural things get tied to you just because you grew up there, but that's not really even a real thing. It's just coincidence of where you are. So when I came back here, it was just like, I felt like I was in between cultural identities in some way where like, all right, I'm not within the cultural context in Norway. I'm not within the cultural context here. And, I, and now I've seen how it is to experience both from an outside perspective. And this is kind of Does enlightening a in a way because I'm detached from this. Yeah. And this is cool. I can integrate into this. I but can this kind is, of pick what I to, like out of yeah, each and, and like, make it myself. Yeah, but not overthinking, but just kind of being like, hmm, like this is not my true self is there and not to get like too spiritual about it or whatever. And like all of this other stuff is sort of just stuff that happened because of where you are in the world. We agree. And what does that mean? And like, so like the culture shock comes from, you know, even being back in your own culture, I think basically the definition of reverse culture shock as I'm talking this out is kind of like being back in your home culture, but experiencing it as an outsider, as an outsider. basically. I, yeah, I think you're right. And I think what's cool about that for, for you, well, for anyone, for any of us who, who experienced this, I experienced this when I came back from Japan. It's not that, yeah, it's not that you're consciously or that you're sitting there and saying, okay, I'm going to pick and choose what I like. But you now, because you can see it as an outsider, because you come back into your own culture with fresh eyes, you could see the positives and the negatives. Now, you went on a rant earlier about the negatives, some of them, <laughs> i.e. awful airports. And not that that's culture, but you know, some of that, like the the idea that security is so heightened. And, it's a different country. And, and, and it's like, oh, you know, everyone's, it takes so long to get through security and everyone's giving you a hard time and blah, 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 you blah. You realize your home country is just another country. That's the right. thing. Like when you go to different countries, you're For like, the good and bad. oh, I'm in this country and and what this is what it's like here and this is what I'm experiencing and then you go home and that's just another country that's, you know that's like, a good way to put it it's, it's not just another country because it's where I'm from so I feel st- more strongly about that but you understand the point I'm making you get right? to like, see it as just another country yes as opposed to seeing it from the inside you're seeing it from the outside and I think that then with that perspective you see it for all its flaws but you ought you know we can you could do two separate podcasts of like, what are the flaws of the U S that you see when you came back? And what are the positives? Cause there's obviously both, but the beauty of it is that you do get to see that. Whereas when you're here day to day, you don't get to see that. No, I think it's just natural to kind of be like, Oh, my home country is kind of like my foundational cultural base. And then everything else is different. And I'm comparing it to that. But when you leave and then come back, you realize it's, there is no foundational base. And you're just visiting different places on the planet and they're all different and they all have unique things about them. And that's, that's what makes this world a beautiful place, you know, and it's nice to be able to experience that from the outside. So no, it's not a bad thing. Reverse culture shock. It's, it it can actually generate, I think some kind of an awareness that you wouldn't have without leaving in the first place. Yeah. You, because you can't, unless you're way more self-aware and observant than both Jason and I. You can't be in a culture like the U.S. constantly and have that perspective because you're too in it to see it. It's like when they say, you know, you see the forest for the through the trees or whatever. You know, 
you're you're seeing the trees and you're not seeing the forest because you're inside of it. And then you come back and you're like, whoa, all of a sudden, man, the U.S. does do this differently. Like, I didn't even think it was different because I was so used to it. Is it good? Is it bad? Well, now I get to decide for myself versus just always assuming that was the way it was. Totally. I, I know for me, uh, another point with reverse culture shock that hit me, and I, I brought this up a little bit earlier, that one of the things that I liked about and Jay's throwing his arms up because now we're in traffic. Because you know, he here, thinks he's going to be late to the sorry, airport. Sorry, we'll, 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 but I'll, he won't be late to the airport. He will be fine. <laughs> he will be fine. He will get there with two oh, hours man, to spare. That um, two hours. <sighs> two hours to spare. Um, it's that angst coming out, angst and anxiety. But I, one of the things for me with culture shock that happened, I said it was cool to not stick out so much. Which it was, like, when I was in Japan, every time I got on a bus or a train or walked outside, I was noticeably different, and people, the you know, at least would look at you, and then sometimes would say stuff, and, you know, again, it wasn't mean, it was just, you were different. So it's nice to come back and not be different. However, one of the things that I struggled with was because I had lived in Japan for two years. I don't know if you struggle with this or not, Jay. I had lived in Japan for two years, so I was noticeably different. Like, I had come home, and I was completely, completely different at that point, right? We're going like, to have to maybe take a pause so Travis can get around this, uh, to get into this other lane here. No, well, we're going 95. Not we're we're okay. going this way. We have to get off yeah, the edge. You know, we had to do that ice I'm not going to be the dude who pulls okay. and drives yeah, past agree, everyone agree, and then sneaks in at the there. end. Okay, and, right. um, so... The thing that I that I had to deal with with culture shock was because I had changed so much because I had never lived a really I never lived abroad for two years never traveled in Asia I never traveled that much so when I came home I was a completely different person inside yeah but now all of a sudden I was in the U S and no one had any idea I was different like walking around there's not a big sign in your neck like he is so woke, he is so aware now, right, or anything like that, so I'm walking around the mall or grocery store, and it's like, no one has any idea that I've spent two years in Japan, and that my life has drastically changed, I've started a business, and I fall in love with travel, and I've just really enjoyed, like, I've just seen things I've never seen before, no one has any idea, yeah. I could just be another schlub who's never left my five-mile radius, because I'm at my home grocery store, or what always was weird for me, Jay, is when I saw... When I, I felt kind of like, I actually felt kind of bad, and this would happen to me a lot. When I saw people that I grew up with, like I was in my home grocery store, and I saw them, and I wanted to try to avoid them because I felt like, wait, I'm back here, and they're back here, like, I'm just another person who's never left, even though I had. It was a weird, weird feeling, so that was reverse culture shock a bit for me, was this like, oh, I've changed, but no one knows I've changed because now I'm back in my environment that I grew up in, and I don't know how to get that across to people. Yeah. I, it's not that I'm more enlightened than them. It's just that I'm a different person than when I was here last time, but someone who doesn't know that I was away would have no idea that I was different. To be fair, of course, they're different because they've grown and things happen, but it, it may have been like not being exposed to such dramatically different experiences for a period of time that maybe that happened. Like, Maybe it was quicker for you in a different way. You know, right. And when I say I, I was different, it doesn't mean that I'm better. It just means right. I'm a different person than when I left. Right. But and, if, like if, dramatically, you know, yeah. or, you know, like but if more you had, so than if you would have stayed. Right. If you had yeah. seen me in, see me in June 2010 in the grocery store, oh, Chad, what's up? And I hadn't said I was going to Japan or whatever. And we just talked. 
And then when I came back August 2012 and you saw me again, I was a completely different person, but they wouldn't know that. Right. And so it felt awkward for me to try to express that to people because without coming off as, oh yeah, I went and lived in Japan for two years. I had this great experience and I have my own business. Like I didn't want it to come off that way, but I felt like I didn't belong in my home place because I wasn't the same person I was when I left. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you felt that way this time that you came here or not, or if it was, yeah, or if no, you've come I mean, back well, before and felt that way. I have definitely felt that before many times because, uh, you know, doing all these touring and different things, like I just having all these different experiences that I know I've shared with certain people, but nobody back home, like had shared them with me. And it was really hard to articulate like how this changed my my whole perspective in many ways, you know, but it's funny. Like you talk about being in Japan or like being in Norway or being anywhere in the world when you're traveling and and feeling like an outsider. And again, like that's another one of those things where it's like, sometimes that can feel bad, but sometimes it can feel really good. Like, I don't know how you feel about it, but like, I kind of like feeling like, you know, I'm here and like, I'm on the outside, but like, I'm, this is just a little different. And like, and in a way, like I get a lot of free pass for a lot of things like being American because, you know, just like when you meet anybody from another country and you're curious about them because you, you maybe you don't you maybe you never met somebody from that country before and you're curious about their tra- traditions and their customs. Maybe you just never had a chance to interact with somebody from America before on like a deeper level, like or from any country, like for me being from the States, being in Norway and you know how a lot of, you know, movies and culture and different things comes out of the States. So you know, certain Norwegian friends, like, they haven't hung out with an American as much as, like, they've hung out with me, so I'm sure, like... Or they had not like, hung I out get, with an American, like, from Philly or the East yeah. Coast, like, there's... Or, like, and, and, and I get, and I can get some slack with certain things, because, like, you get, like, almost a free pass or, like, some... You get leeway, and in that way, like, at least in Norway, sometimes people are able to be more themselves around me, because culturally, people don't like to... This is just an example. Like, culturally, people don't like to bother each other on the street, not because they're rude, although... Americans. You mean in Norway they don't like in to Norway like if you were standing in line in some place like a long line you turned around you were like hey this line's crazy you know whatever like it might BS like you would in America like they would look at you like why are you talking to me like and a Norwegian <laughs> would look at a Norwegian like that because like to them it's not rude it's that to them they're being polite like that's their version of polite is not He's bothering just not each talking other. back to them but if I. Yeah, just, like, not bothering people when they're out and about because they see it as bothering somebody if you're talking to them. Like, you know, in, in a way. Like, that's a thing, you know, in Norway, kind of. So I would bother a lot of people. Yeah, but, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> people would as constantly American, be like, bothered can, by me. I can do that, and people will open up to me, and they'll, like, laugh, and it could be, like, a normal conversation because they realize I'm not from there. But a Norwegian, Norwegian, it never would happen, but you're bra- you can happen, break the like, ice yeah, pretty it's, easily. It's, but it's like, and then you realize, oh, well, I think maybe this is okay, or people want this, but they just, it's just a cultural thing. But I'm from coming from the outside, so I can still enjoy this interaction, and I don't, it doesn't, it doesn't have, to, like, that rule doesn't have to apply to yes, me in yes. some way. Um, because I'm not from there. And, oh, timer. We're hitting the Man, timer. We're hit- buzz. This dude. was, dude, I mean, this is why you, you basically just listened in on like a typical conversation Travis and I would have as we've been having all week hanging out and dude, uh, I just want to say thanks to you and Heather and Wit for the hospitality in, in Philly. I got to visit my family. I got to stay with you guys. Um, and you know, we had a lot of good craft beers and a lot of nice meals out and a lot of time together, man. And, and hopefully, I love you, dude. hopefully you didn't have too much reverse culture shock hanging out <laughs> with us. 
Hopefully your Philly angst and anxiousness dissipates when you touch down in Oslo Listen. and you become this serene, peaceful Norwegian <laughs> man again. If you uh, if you hear a follow-up episode where I missed my flight, it's going to be very angry and depressed because I can't believe we're running this close on an international flight. I don't like it. All, I am not All the, in the name of I, ice cream. I do not like to run late to the airport. I like to get to the airport early and on time so I can relax. But anyway, you, you and me both, Jay, I honestly like we... This is too close for me. You, you and me both. I'm the type of person that also doesn't want to take a chance with going to the airport. This this kind of was weird. We had a lot of time, but then... This is what happens in Newark, I'm well, telling you. Yeah, we tried to this stop is... at a brewery that was closed. Then we had to get ice cream. Then we got it the wrong way. Whatever. Yeah, anyway. We're, Jay will we'll be all good. Listen. Hey, guys, he's a digital nomad. He's location <laughs> independent. So even if he misses his flight... I can still work. He can still work. Yeah. But, uh, Pull that laptop out. But, dude, I need to get home. So get me to the airport, my I, man. I'm getting you to the airport. And um, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us here in the car on the way to the airport and listening to us chat about all this stuff. Um, we're opening up Location Indie again. So if you still haven't been to Location Indie, you've been listening to this podcast or any of our podcasts, you should definitely sign up over there. we got an awesome curated weekly newsletter that goes out. It's all about... You know, strategies, tips, and it, it just the best news around about location independence, digital nomad scene, all that good stuff. And we're opening up the community again, which doesn't happen very often. Yeah, let's put it this way, guys. If you are a fan of this podcast and you have been listening to this podcast, and, and or even if this is the first one you've listened to, welcome, and you liked it, go the next step with us. Take this relationship to the next level. <laughs> Check out locationindie.com. Hop on the newsletter because, like Jay said... You get a weekly newsletter of awesome stuff from on the web. Plus, you get free goodies. Plus, we, we actually shot a couple of videos today. That we did. We shot there. some videos. You'll you get them. And plus, you'll know when we open up our community again, as well as the fact that we have a blog now. So for a long time, we did it up in the reverse a little bit, Jay, where a lot of people have a blog and then they start a podcast. We started the podcast way before... And now we also have a blog over at locationindie.com. So we're giving you even more content over there. So go the extra mile with us. Take the next step in this relationship. Check out (laughs) locationindie.com. Join the newsletter. And of course, if you're interested in location-independent lifestyle, you can go even further. You can join the community. It's absolutely awesome. We've got some 400-plus members in there just kicking ass, uh, having a blast. We're going to be putting together live events. We're going to be putting together like a mini retreat and gathering that you have to be a member to come to. All types of great stuff on the horizon. Um, and we don't open the community. It's only three times a year that we open the community. And it's going to be one of them very, very soon. Um, so check that out, locationindie.com. I'm going to get Jay to the airport. You know, a little driving Miss Daisy right now. Chauffeur, I should have my white gloves on. He's all stressed because he thinks he's going to miss his airport. His airport. I'm checking him. Terminal B. He will so. not. He will not. So thank you guys. Right, we'll let you go. We'll let you go. We'll thank chat soon. Thank you so much. Cheers. There you go, my friend. Thanks for coming along on the ride with us to the airport and listening in our conversation. Always fun to jam with Travis on that stuff. Again, that also aired on our Location Indie podcast. If you're looking for more podcasts, you can check that one out. You know, that's a true friend, right? Anybody that drives you to the airport or picks you up from the airport. I mean, that's like, that's so great. Isn't it great when somebody goes out of their way to do that? Because it seems like the airport's barely ever located in a convenient spot. 
really pretty much never. And uh, so anybody out there, I just want to throw out the good vibes to all of you who have ever picked somebody up from the airport or taken somebody to the airport. Um, well done. You are a true friend when you do that. And thank you to everybody that's done that for, uh, for me. And thanks to Travis for dropping me off and, uh, you know, hanging out with me in the States while I was there, which was such a great time to just catch up with some people and just get back there. This is the longest I'd ever been outside of my home country. So, you know, as you heard from our conversation, it was a different kind of experience. And that's what I love about travel. There's always something to learn from it. There really is, whether it's after you come back home and you're processing the trip and you're learning or while it's on the trip or sometimes like a decade later, you're like, oh man, I didn't realize like all these travels taught me this thing or whatever. It's just such a dynamic topic. And you know this because you love travel. And uh, I want to thank you really quick once again, just for being a part of this community, the Zero to Travel Caravan. I'm just, I got my hands together right now. I'm like sending you the namaste because I really truly appreciate your presence here. There's a lot of stuff out there to listen to, to read, to do, yet you're here hanging out with me. I so appreciate that. If you haven't signed up over at zerototravel.com, please sign up to keep in touch over there so we can hang out off the podcast. There's plenty of stuff going on off the podcast. So if you dig all the stuff happening here on the show, you're going to love some of the stuff we do off the podcast workshops and so on that you can only find out about from being on the newsletter. So Hit pause now if you haven't done so yet, and you can sign up over at zerototravel.com. And speaking of the Zero to Travel Caravan, this community wanted to give a couple quick shout outs. One to Sarah from Melbourne, Australia. She said, Hi, Jason. I want to thank you for showing me there are so many like minded thinkers out there. She's talking about you listening to the show and everybody is part of this community. She said, I started taking Instagram seriously just over a year ago and soon after decided I needed to quit my job in events and travel full time, focusing on my photography. This was delayed so much because I didn't think it was possible. Now I have a mortgage. After listening to your podcast, I started thinking more creatively and came up with a solution without having to sell my house. In just under two weeks, I'm flying to Hawaii to spend my first six weeks relaxing, building my blog and Instagram and improving my photography skills before road tripping up through Cali and arriving in Canada with a working visa. My friends and family are supportive but nervous as they don't really understand, but I know I'll make this work. I'm determined to never have to suffer the nine to five. Again, I love listening to all the different stories. I'm happy to know that you keep me company on my upcoming journey. Thanks again, Sarah. Thank you, Sarah. And if you want to check out our photography, it's at where is Sarah. It looks like there's some underscores there at at where underscore is underscore Sarah, S-A-R-A-H. Congrats, Sarah. Well done there. And I love that you mentioned thinking creatively and coming up with a solution without having to sell your house. You know, that's that is key. Like we can get so boxed in with our thoughts, like it has to be a certain way. And, oh, this will be impossible. I won't be able to do this. But then you, you know you start opening your mind up to being more flexible and to maybe different solutions, and you realize these aren't problems so much as opportunities to uh, rise to the occasion, to rise up and face the challenge and find a solution for it. I'm really happy that you were able to do that. Also, a quick thanks to Matt and Sam who left a couple nice reviews for me on iTunes, some five-star reviews, which is always a great way to start the day when you see those. Sam said, 
Not your ordinary travel podcast about sites, but deeper spiritual living. His monologue gets you excited about the travel lifestyle, and I highly recommend listening. Thanks, Sam. Uh, Matt said, Jason does a great job of lining up interviews that give insights on unique topics within the travel industry. He has helped many to be inspired to travel full-time and gives tips on how to make a dream into a reality. Very kind words, and I really appreciate that. Hey, if you want to leave a review, I read them all. No question that those are really wonderful things to see come through and also helps get the show out there. And that's that's really sweet. So thanks for everybody that has taken the time to do that. Got this quote I got to leave you with from Tim Ferriss, who you might know, author of The 4-Hour Workweek. Probably one of the original lifestyle design kind of guys, at least to put it into like a framework and formulate it into words, the whole the whole concept. So I thought his quote on Culture Shock was... Uh, pretty telling. Before I share that, one more thanks to Tortuga Backpacks for supporting today's show. Listen, if you're looking for the best pack, 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 did I say pack, back, backpack? Could be pack, back. I don't know. How did it become backpack instead of pack, back? Anyway, uh, Tortuga Backpacks, that's the place to go. If you go to zero to travel.com slash Tortuga, you'll get 10% off of anything you buy there by just typing the promo code travel. The word travel. I know you can remember that. And listen, this is the pack I've been traveling with for years, the Tortuga backpacks. Now they have a whole lineup of packs that fit pretty much any type of uh, traveling you want to do. So if you're doing more travel around your home and say you're going to be selling your house in a couple of years and, and hitting the road and traveling the world, but for now, you're just doing weekend trips. They have you know smaller packs that are more designed for that type of lifestyle. Or if you're going to be taking off on an around the world adventure, I highly suggest the Tortuga Outbreaker. If you just want to carry on and go semi-minimal without like having to ditch everything you want to bring, just an awesome pack. And their day pack is wonderful too. So I have like the one-two combo with Tortuga. And I should make a video about how I actually use the Tortuga packs. And, and I'll work on that for you because there's there's a little bit of a, a methodology I have with them too. But anyway, uh, either way, you can't go wrong. Zero to travel.com slash Tortuga. Promo code travel, 10% off anything. And that's an exclusive offer for Zero to Travel listeners. want to thank Fred from Tortuga for providing that for us and for supporting today's show. Thank you. And I'll leave you with this quote from Mr. Timothy Ferris. He said, when I left the US for the first time, I spent my first year abroad in Japan. That culture shock and abundance of new stimuli combined with a lack of guidance forced me to develop my own approaches to learning and juggling. There you go. So culture shock, reverse culture shock, perhaps another advantage to travel or at least another opportunity to learn. Thank you so much for stopping by for sharing your time with me today and i'll see you next time take care cheers this podcast has been brought to you by zero to travel.com ideas and advice to make your travel dreams a reality 